Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. On the program today, a theme of sorts, money, power, and influence in the Middle East, in the UK, and of course, right here at home. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Monday, the 8th of September. Great, as always, to have you with us, everybody. Congress, as you know, is back at work this week for just a couple of legislating days before they take off for their fall campaigns. And right at the top of the list of things to do, besides, you know, keeping the government running, is confabbing with President Obama as he gets ready for his big speech on Wednesday. The president is expected to lay out his strategy vis-a-vis the Islamic State, and in the process, ask Congress for another $500 million to aid pro-Western rebels in Syria. As much money as that may be in absolute terms, $500 million probably isn't going to get the job done. Marketplace Sarah Gardner gets us going. When the president first proposed this aid back in June, the half billion was expected to train and arm about 2,300 Syrian rebels. That's less than they want, and the weapons it will buy are much lighter than they'd like. Andrew Tabler is with the Washington Institute for Near East Policy. So you're talking about everything from Kalashnikovs to rocket launchers um, and grenade launchers. The real question is, um, uh, you know, does that include anything close to anti-aircraft weapons? which the administration doesn't want to fund because heavy weapons can fall into the wrong hands. A new report confirms that anti-tank weapons once owned by Syrian rebels are now in the hands of Islamic State militants. Chaim Malka at the Center for Strategic and International Studies says the problem is figuring out exactly which groups to give money to. Many of them may share U.S. objectives of fighting the Islamic State or fighting the Assad regime today, But we're not sure exactly what their agenda is going to be tomorrow. David Maxwell of Georgetown's Center for Security Studies says working out which Syrian rebels are really moderate and truly share U.S. objectives is time-consuming and tough. Between Assad, the Islamic State, al-Nusra Front, and the myriad other uh, lesser organizations, it makes for an extremely complex situation. The sort of mess it's easy to get sucked into, says Syrian expert Andrew Tabler. We were naive to think we could get out of it, he says. What happens in the Middle East doesn't stay in the Middle East. I'm Sarah Gardner for Marketplace. The Chinese e-commerce site Alibaba is on the road today, quite literally. The company has started what Wall Street types like to call a road show, nonstop meetings with potential investors aiming to raise more than $24 billion in its initial public offering later this month. Alibaba's pitch meeting today was packed with fund managers and other big investors. They lined up by the hundreds, according to reports in Reuters. There is, however, behind all the hype, a somewhat basic question that kind of has to be asked here. What the heck is Alibaba anyway? Marketplace's Dan Weissman has some answers. Alibaba isn't much like Amazon. It's not a retailer. It runs a virtual shopping mall called T-Mall, where consumers buy from retailers and directly from commercial brands. Alibaba makes its money there, much the way Google and Facebook make their money here, by charging businesses for access to consumer eyeballs. Jeff Papp is with Oberweiss Funds. I go to T-Mall and say I'm interested in buying bananas, and there's 100 vendors of bananas. If you're a vendor of bananas and I am too, I may pay more for my product to be listed first. Alibaba has two other major arms. One is an eBay-like site called Taobao, and the company's original site, Alibaba.com, does something that barely exists here, helping businesses find suppliers. Charlene Lee, 
Founder of the tech consultancy Altimeter Group says she once used Alibaba.com to research manufacturing laptops. The fact that I could put out a bid and talk to complete strangers in parts of China, I had absolutely no idea where these people were. And actually think about, you know, I could actually do this at scale. Alibaba has lots of other smaller business lines, and recently it's made investments in U.S. companies like ShopRunner.com. The scale of those investments is small for a company that pegs its own value above $150 billion. R.J. Hadavi is a tech analyst with Morningstar. I think what they're trying to do with some of these investments is better understand the U.S. market and the differences between its home market of China and the U.S. In other words, this is R&D spending, not an attempt to take on Amazon directly. I'm Dan Weissman for Marketplace. In lower Manhattan today, one up, two down. We'll have the details when we do the numbers.